This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk to nice sleep. After divorcing my wife, I knew being a single father would be no easy feat. But I overestimated myself as well. My daughter is my world. But God, can she be a terror. I couldn't handle any more of the Monday to Friday morning tantrums. And I couldn't help but feel guilty when I'd be leaving her at school an hour after dismissal because I couldn't get off work on time. So when I got the letter in the mail, I had to see if it was something worth trying. I found it in my mailbox on a Friday afternoon on my way home from work. Upon opening the mailbox, I noticed an envelope that was addressed to me. The shipping address was of a company that I could no longer publicly name due to legal reasons. I tore the letter open as I stepped inside, tossing my keys onto the kitchen counter. Unfolding the letter, I began to read it. Greetings, Schneider household. We strive to push the boundaries of technology as our society makes way towards a bright future and families like yours are our priority. I raised a brow as I continued to read. That's why you've been randomly selected to be given the chance to receive an early prototype of our newest innovation, the CareBot. CareBot is a groundbreaking new technology in robotics a handy robot that will assist you in all of your needs. I let out a slight scoff as I read, feeling like I was getting scammed. Including, but not limited to, household cleaning, food stocking, and child care. Then, my attention was really grabbed. A robot that could take care of my child for me? I was ready to hand over a suitcase of cash. After skimming through the rest of the letter, It ended with a phone number to call if I was interested in the offer. Daddy? My daughter exclaimed as she trotted downstairs. Hi, baby. I gushed as she wrapped her arms around my legs. I smiled weakly as I caressed the top of her head with my thumb. I couldn't help but feel guilty, acting like she was such a burden. But I wanted to be able to admit that it wasn't easy and I shouldn't have felt so guilty for considering the offer. So while my daughter was playing upstairs, I picked up the phone and dialed the number. I thought to myself, what the fuck am I doing? As the phone rang. I'm Ramona, how can I help you? Hi, I, uh, got a letter in the mail about an offer? About the robot? Oh, our care bot? Congrats on your selection. Thanks. Are you calling to accept the offer? 
My lips parted to speak, but my throat nodded, blocking the words. Sir, are you there? Yes. Yes, sorry. Are you accepting the offer? Yes. Perfect. I'll just be needing to ask you a few questions. About what? Just about your residence. We collect statistics about the kinds of households that receive our products. If you don't want to participate, you can reject it. No, no. It's fine. Alrighty. How many people currently live in your household? Two. What's your average yearly income? 40,000, I think. All right. Her keyboard clicked over the phone. She continued on, asking me for my state, address, and zip code. We're almost done. All I need is your authentication code. Sorry? It's the series of numbers at the bottom of the letter. I lifted the paper, my eyes scanning it. When I spotted the numbers, I recited them to her. Perfect. We're done. So, what now? In the next few weeks, you should receive your care bot. Make sure to be home at time of delivery. You'll need to sign for it. Got it. Do you have any other questions? I had a million questions, but in the moment, my mind went blank. No, thank you. Of course. Thank you for helping advance into a tech-filled future. Have a nice day. Thank you, too. I put the phone down and sighed deeply, staring down at the letter. Daddy, I'm hungry! My daughter cried as she waddled into the room. Yeah, baby, I know. Daddy was busy. I kissed the top of her head as I walked over to the fridge, pulling out a package of frozen chicken nuggets, tossing them into the hot oven. I stood as I drowned in my own thoughts. I thought about what this robot would be like, would it have a personality? How capable really is it? Is it even real? Did I get scammed? So many questions that wouldn't be answered till it arrived. Two weeks later, my doorbell rang. When I opened the door, I was stunned to see a crate towering over me with a fragile sticker on it. A mailman peeked his head around it. Delivery for David? Uh, yes. Sign here. He handed me a pad of paper that I signed like a doctor. Should I leave it here? Actually, could you move it to the garage? He nodded, wheeling it over. Thank you. I waved as he walked off with Dolly. After closing the garage door, I turned to the crate and stared at it. It was so much bigger than me. I wondered if the robot would be that tall. The only thing left was to find out. So I searched around the garage, pilfering through my tools. I pulled out a crowbar and began prying the front of the crate open. With each nail pulled, my heart pounded harder and harder. When I was done, I carefully dropped the piece of wood to the ground, packing peanuts pouring out. As they pooled around my feet, I looked up and into the box, finally seeing it. It stood still, its back straight. Its skin was a smooth, pearlescent silver, its shape the one of a woman. Its eyes appeared to be deactivated lights, ones that seemingly would power on when it was charged. Feeling oddly hesitant, I stepped closer to it. The garage light reflected off its polished body as I stood eye to eye with it. 
My arms trembled as I weakly attempted to lift it, almost breaking my back in the process. With my arms around its back, I suddenly felt a piece of paper. Grabbing aimlessly, I ripped off a taped pamphlet. Flipping through it, I quickly read the directions on how to turn it on. It said the charger was stored in its back and it would turn itself on. Reaching behind it again, I removed a panel and pulled out a charger. It just reached the outlet, the cord stretching against the edge of the box. Then, a red light began to fade in and out on its chest. I assumed that meant its battery was low. The pamphlet said it needed at least two to three hours to charge. So I went about my day and left it alone. Around dinner time, I was placing a plate in front of my daughter as I noticed her eyes locked on something. Honey, you okay? Who's that? I looked over, holding in a gasp as I saw it standing in the doorway. Its glowing white eyes turned to us as we stared back at it. Then, it stiffly walked towards us. Hello, I am Carebot, your personal household assistant. What is your name? It looked at me, waiting for my answer as I stood in silence. Uh, David. Nice to meet you, David. Hearing it repeat my name in its monotone voice sent a slight chill down my spine. What's your name? I turned to my daughter. Sarah, she said with a smile. Hello, Sarah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I smiled weakly as I saw her bond with it. Do you have a name? She asked. I do not. Would you like to give me one? She turned to me, waiting for me to provide one. You can name it. Kitty! She exclaimed. What a great name. I am now Kitty. I chuckled as I watched her talk to it. I assumed it would terrify her. Would you like to sit? I awkwardly offered. If you would like me to. I realized that it has no self-desires. Sit with me, Kitty. Okay, Sarah. It walked over to the seat, its motors audible as it sat. What are you eating? It tilted its head. Chicken nuggets. They're my favorite. Chicken nuggets. Sarah's favorite food. While it kept her busy, I decided to get some errands done around the house. When she was done eating, I walked back into the kitchen. As my hand reached for the plate, its hand was suddenly on it first. I have it covered, it said, lifting the crumb-covered plate. Oh, thank you. It stiffly made its way towards the sink and even managed to turn the water on its own. It wasn't a flawless invention, but for an early prototype, it was impressive. As it scrubbed the dish, I realized how much time I now had on my hands. It felt abnormal. With my newfound time, I spent the day leisuring as Kitty cleaned up downstairs. A few hours later, it was Sarah's bedtime. Sarah, honey, bedtime. Put your toys away. As I stepped inside her room, I slightly jolted as I saw her kneeled on the ground, Kitty next to her. I still wasn't used to seeing it. What are you guys doing? I'm showing Kitty my dolls. Oh, really? What do you think, Kitty? Children's entertainment is very interesting. Glad you think so. All right, time for bed. Chop, chop. I clapped as I turned off the light. She hopped into bed and waited for me to tuck her in. Before I could walk over to her, it stepped in front of me and pulled the blanket over her, 
I stood stunned as Sarah giggled. Good night, Sarah. Good night, Kitty. I followed it with my open gaze as it walked off. Turning back to my daughter, I kissed her forehead. Good night, baby. Good night, Daddy. After closing the door, I looked up and jumped at the sight of it standing in the hall. (gasps) Sorry for frightening you. It's fine. Would you like me to take care of anything? No, no. I slipped past it and made my way towards my bedroom. I struggled to fall asleep that night. I imagined it hanging over me with a butcher's knife. The next morning, I woke up to the pleasant smell of something cooking. It smelled like waffles or pancakes. My curiosity peaked. I walked downstairs as the smell grew stronger. As I peeked inside the kitchen, I saw Kitty flipping pancakes at the stove and Sarah at the table. Good morning, I said as I stepped inside. Good morning, David. Turned to me, still flipping the pancakes. Sarah ran over to hug me, but my eyes were locked on Kitty. Is Kitty making you breakfast? She's making me pancakes. Chocolate chip pancakes to be exact. That's nice. The fact that she called it she weirdly unnerved me. I guess it does look like a woman, but it's not. I slowly sat down as I watched it sprinkle chocolate chips onto the pan, the smell of melted chocolate filling the room. When they were finished, it flipped them on a plate and walked over to her. Thank you, Kitty. You're welcome. I watched as it walked back towards the pan and began washing it. How is it? She flashed a thumbs up as she chewed. Good, I'm glad. Strangely enough, I felt weird to not be doing anything. I accepted the offer to have a helping hand around the house, not another parent. She already had her mother for that, but at the same time she didn't, I guess. I'm done, she exclaimed, dropping her fork and knife onto the syrup-coated plate. I got it, I smiled, quickly rushing in to grab the plate as it still stood by the sink. Standing next to it, I began washing the plate as Sarah ran back upstairs. Would you like me to do that for you? No, it's fine. I've actually been going insane from doing nothing, I chuckled. Do you need medical assistance? No, no, it was a joke. I'm okay, I laughed. Oh, I see, joke. Yeah, like an exaggeration. I turned away as it continued to wash the dish. Even without expression, I could tell it was pondering. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sarah. It suddenly said aloud. What about her? You are her biological father? I nodded. Ah, I see. Do you enjoy it? Fatherhood? I wouldn't say it's easy, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. If you enjoy it, why did you accept me into your home? Because she deserves better than to see me struggle. You are a good father. I smiled weakly, looking away. I hope so. I'd like to be a mother someday. 
Maybe they'll make a kid bot or something. I chuckled. Haha, <laughs> maybe. How do you like having a daughter? I remember holding her for the first time. My ex-wife next to me. All I could think was, she's the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. I smiled as I stared off, remembering her tiny face and tiny fingers that would wrap around mine. Ex-wife? My head shot up at the question, my face falling. Uh, yeah. Does love expire? Sometimes, yeah. But not love for your child, right? No, that's unconditional, infinite. I see. As I finished cleaning the dish, I set it aside on the drying rack and cleaned off my hands. I have some errands to run. Will you be okay handling the house on your own? Yes, that's what I'm built for. Right. I walked towards the upstairs steps after slipping my shoes on. Sarah, daddy's running out. I'll be home soon. Okay. Truthfully, I felt anxious about leaving her home alone with it, but it seemed harmless. All it really knew how to do was cook and clean. So I brushed the anxiety away and got my errands done. When I got back home, I first noticed Sarah sitting on the table as Kitty placed a Band-Aid on her knee. Hey baby, are you okay? Yeah, I fell off my scooter. Aw, oh, hon, but Kitty patched me up. I glanced over it as it pressed down on the adhesive. All done. Thank you, Kitty. She sprang up and ran back outside. Then it began following behind her. I trailed behind them, watching her hop back on the scooter. Watching from the front door, it watched as she rode back and forth down the sidewalk. The wheels light up too, I heard her excitedly exclaim. Very cool. I smiled weakly, then shut the door. I felt stupid for even feeling it, but I was jealous of a robot. I'm glad she likes it, but it felt like she liked it more than me. Dealing with my own shit and trying to be good enough for her was getting harder to do simultaneously. On Monday, I groggily woke up, preparing for a fight to get her to school. As I wiped my eyes, I dragged my feet towards her bedroom. Sarah, honey, it's time for school. I opened the door, and to my surprise, her bed was empty. I glanced around the empty room, feeling puzzled. Sarah? I called out as I walked down the hall. I looked down the stairs and saw her at the bottom as Kitty tied her shoes. Hey, you woke up early? Yeah, Kitty made me breakfast again. Oh, that's nice. Okay, let's go. It said. It's fine, I can take her. Get some extra sleep. I can transport her to school. Its persistence was starting to get on my nerves. I trotted down the steps and approached it, our eyes meeting. I can take my daughter to school. It stood silently for a moment. Understood. Would you like me to do anything around the house? No, it's fine. Let's go, honey. I quickly let her out of the house and into the car. As she got in the back seat, I noticed a frown on her face through the rearview mirror. What's wrong, hon? I wanted Kitty to take me. But Daddy always takes you to school. She looked away, crossing her arms. I quietly sighed before starting the car. On the way to school, she stayed dead silent. As I pulled up to the school, I turned to her. 
Have a good day. I love you. Bye. I raised my brows as she stomped out of the car. Damn, wasn't expecting the teenage angst to start so soon. After spending a stressful day at work, I sped back to the school to make sure I picked her up on time. But as usual, I was late. When she got back in the car, she still had that scrunched look on her face. Hey, hon, how was your day? You're late. I know, I'm sorry. I got stuck at work. You always do. Yeah, well, adult stuff is a lot. Kitty doesn't have adult stuff. I pursed my lips as I held myself back from screaming. That's because Kitty is a robot. She crossed her arms again, turning away from me. I rolled my eyes and started the car. Once again, the ride was silent. When we stepped inside, I noticed Kitty standing in the kitchen, scrubbing a counter. She turned to us, walking over. Hello, welcome home. Hi. Kitty! She exclaimed, running over to hug her. How was your day at school? Good. I am glad. All right, honey, go do some homework. I patted her backpack as she ran upstairs. As I set my keys down, it turned to me. David, I was meaning to inform you that I disposed of your wedding band. For a moment, I couldn't tell if I had processed the words correctly. I slowly turned to it, my brows furrowed. I'm, I'm sorry, what? I disposed of your wedding band. I figured it wouldn't be of any use anymore and it was cluttering the household. My eyes were wide and my jaw dropped. What? Why? I said don't do anything while I was gone. I am a household robot. It's my job. Yeah, it's your job to cook and clean, not throw out my personal belongings. That was my goddamn gold wedding band. But you said the love expired, right? I scoffed as I looked away, holding back tears. It's not. It's a lot more complicated than that. What is complicated about it? Help me understand. My blood boiled with every word it said. I couldn't tell if it was actually that stupid or if it was just pushing my buttons. Before I exploded, I stormed off with my fists balled. I slammed the door behind me and pressed my back against it, taking in slow breaths. I quickly wiped away flowing tears as I tried to keep myself together. I couldn't believe it threw out my wedding band. It felt personal. Robots aren't supposed to have feelings, but it felt like it was getting just as jealous as I was. Then, I spotted the letter that I left on my bedside table. Acting on impulse, I rushed over to it and began dialing the number. I anxiously chewed on my lip as it rang. Hi, this is Ramona. How can I help you? Uh, hi. I called a few weeks ago about the CareBot offer. What's your name? David. David Schneider. One second. I listened to her keyboard click as I waited. Ah, yes, found you. It says your CareBot was delivered a few days ago. Did it not arrive? No, no, it did. Oh, perfect. Are you calling to report a malfunction? Uh, I'm actually calling to return it. Is that possible? I'm sorry, but there's a no-return policy in our fine print. But if something is wrong with your unit, you can report it to our development team. Fuck. That's all right. Thank you. 
a good day. You too. I slammed the phone down and brushed my hair back. David. I yelped and whipped around, realizing it was standing in the doorway. Yes? Are you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I would like to be left alone right now, please. Understood. As she closed the door behind her, panic set in. If she heard that conversation, I was doomed. That night, I could barely sleep. And when I did, I kept one eye open. Then, the next morning, as I was getting Sarah ready for school, the doorbell rang. Could you finish tying her shoes? I hesitantly asked Kitty. Yes, of course. When I opened the door, there was a man on my front porch. Hi, what can I help you with? Hi, I'm with Child Protective Services. We received an anonymous report about child negligence. Can I ask you a few questions? My soul slipped out from my body as he spoke. My vocal cords nodded. Uh, yeah, come in. My heart pounded against my chest as he stepped inside, scanning my house with his sharp gaze. I was just taking her to school. He turned to Kitty, tilting his head. This a care bot? Yeah, yeah, just got it. Huh, seen a few of these. Hello. It suddenly greeted. He chuckled with a smirk, then turned to Sarah. He crouched down to reach her level, smiling softly. Hi, sweetie. Hi. Can I ask you a few questions? It won't take long. I'll be late for school. Don't worry, I'll be your excuse. Okay. He stood up and turned to me. I'm gonna take her to another room for some questions. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's go. He led her into the kitchen, shutting the door behind them. I dropped my head into my hands, a migraine forming. Who the fuck would have reported me? Then it hit me how stupid of a question that was. I slowly turned to Kitty, who stood aimlessly. I was ready to rip its wires apart and have its head on a stick. I paced back and forth about what questions he'd be asking her and what her answers would be. This month has been so stressful, I never wanted her to feel neglected. Then, my head whipped around to the door as it opened. She ran back to me, wrapping her arms around my legs. Hi, baby. All right, now may I speak to you? I looked up, thinking he was speaking to me, until I realized he had turned to Kitty. You're going to question it? You'd be surprised how many times a carebot has been the one to crack the case. They record information. Fuck, I'm fucked. Oh, okay. I crossed my arms, holding my body back from trembling. Come with me. I watched as they walked into the kitchen, praying he wouldn't believe any of the bullshit she was going to spew. After a few agonizing minutes, they walked back out. I glared at it as it stood. Now you. I sighed deeply and followed him into the kitchen. My heart was pumping at lightning speed as I sat down. He sat across from me, a notepad in hand. Ask away. So, I'll start off with your daughter. She described no experience of negligence or abuse. I internally sighed deeply. But, she mentioned how much this past month has been for you. 
She said she often found you in distress or in a bad mood. She cited your divorce as the reason. I swallowed roughly as I turned away. It's, it's been a rough month, that's all. When did you and your ex-wife divorce? We, uh, actually haven't signed the papers yet. Sometime soon, though. I crossed my arms as he jotted down on the notepad. Was it an abusive relationship? Did she hurt you or your daughter? No, it just wasn't working anymore. All right. So, I also interviewed your care bot. Kitty, was it? I nodded. Does mental illness run in your family? Excuse me? My brows furrowed. Kitty detailed a conversation where you confided in her with the information that you feel you were going insane and that being a single father is too much for you. Have any family members of yours experienced things such as depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder? No, no, you've, you've got it all wrong. It was a joke. It didn't understand what I meant. All right, calm down. You're saying she misinterpreted it. Yes. Okay. I looked away, trying to stop myself from hyperventilating. I worried he wasn't believing me. She also detailed an afternoon where Sarah was injured and you weren't home to be around. She explained that her prototype version wasn't programmed for medical care, so she had to do the best she could. My jaw continued to drop as my eyes widened. It painted me as such a villain. Stop saying she. It's not a fucking person. I exploded. Mr. Schneider, do you need a minute? My jaw trembled as my eyes darted around. I was borderline spiraling. I'm, I'm fine. I apologize. That's all right. I know how stressful this can be. I just want to get to the bottom of this. I took a deep breath and composed myself. That did happen, but not the way it's saying. She scraped her knee while riding her scooter. It happens. Kids scrape their knees. Kitty put a band-aid on her and she ran back out like nothing happened. And why weren't you home? I was running errands. He continued to jot things down. I attempted to peek at what he was writing, but couldn't. Kitty said that in the fine print of her, its pamphlet, it says that leaving the prototype version alone with a child for a prolonged amount of time is not recommended because it's not fully developed. It didn't mention that to me when I left. It was fine watching over her. So you didn't read the fine print? Who reads the fine print? I rubbed my temples as nausea churned my stomach. As he finished writing, he flipped the notepad shut. All right, I think we're done here. You can't let it do this to me. I swear to God it's out to get me. The robot is out to get you? Yes. As the words left my mouth, I realized how crazy I sounded, and that definitely didn't help my case. Look, to me, you just seem like a stressed dad, but I'm going to have to schedule a follow-up check. What? Why? It's just protocol, sir. If you're not guilty of anything, it won't be a problem. I understand. Thank you for your cooperation. I followed him back out, noticing Kitty and Sarah sitting on the steps. Hope I didn't take too much of your time. Have a good day. He waved to everybody. I shut the door behind him 
and leaned against it with my arms crossed. I stared down at my feet as I felt my world crashing down. I already lost my wife. If I lost her too, I didn't know what I'd do. Can I go to school now? Breaking out of my train of thought, I looked up at her. Yeah, come on. As we stepped out the door, I quickly glared at Kitty, who stayed silent as it stared back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you sometimes feel like you need to get something off your chest? Everyone, including myself, carries around stress, and sometimes it builds up until it feels like you might burst. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Therapy is a safe space to talk through what's on your mind and figure out how to move forward. With BetterHelp, you can finally get things off your chest and start working through what's weighing you down. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed for convenience and flexibility to make it easy to fit your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and start your sessions. If your therapist isn't a perfect fit, you can easily switch at no additional charge. So why not give it a try? Therapy offers broad benefits, from reducing stress to gaining new insights. Take that step with BetterHelp and feel the relief. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DNS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot DNS. After dropping her off at school, I paused for a moment, keeping my car parked. I took a deep breath as my grip on the steering wheel tightened. I was feeling so much at once, but one thing I knew for sure, it needed to go. So as I drove home, I attempted to devise a plan. As intelligent as it was, it was still a robot. It's slow and defenseless. It'd be easy to take it out. I then decided the time to do it was now while Sarah was in school. I just tell her that Kitty was defective and it had to go back to the factory. She'd shed a few tears, but would forget it quickly if I got her something else to focus on, like a pet. As I pulled into the driveway, I raised my chin and prepared my act. Upon stepping inside, I heard the sink running. With its attention held, I quietly made my way towards the garage. David, are you home? I froze where I stood, wincing my face as she spoke. Uh, yeah, one second. I continued into the garage, my eyes darting around. Then, the crowbar that I used to take apart the crate caught my eye, and suddenly, a light bulb lit up above my head. Hey, Kitty. Yes. Could you help me take apart the crate you came in so I can throw it out? Coming. I lifted the crowbar as I waited for it to walk in. I smiled as it stepped through the door. How can I help? I chewed the inside of my cheek for a moment. Start by picking up those packing peanuts. Will do. I kept my eye on it as it walked over, slowly kneeling down. One by one, it picked up the packing peanuts, leaving itself vulnerable. Slowly creeping up behind it, I lifted the crowbar. I pursed my lips, tightened my grip, and swung down on its head. The metals clanked against each other, echoing throughout the garage as it collapsed to the ground. Its material was tough. Only a dent was left in its skull. So I swung down again, and again, and again. I continued to bludgeon it until I saw wires. With my chest pumping, I dropped the crowbar. 
Sparks flew from the crater in its head as I dragged it back into the crate. After laying it in the box, I lifted the cover back on and nailed it shut. Wiping the sweat off my brow, I left the garage and sank into the living room couch. It was finally gone. Its twisted mission to get rid of me failed. With little time to rest, I quickly got ready for work and got there before I was late. Throughout the day, I prepared for how upset Sarah was going to be. It felt like she had already blamed me for so much shit that was out of my control. I hoped she wouldn't put this on my back too. Making it even worse, I ended up leaving work later than usual. I sped as safely as possible towards the school, knowing that me being late and Kitty being gone was going to require a new toy as an apology. But when I pulled up, she wasn't there. I waited for a few more minutes, tapping my finger on the steering wheel, but she never came out. I remembered that if she stayed out for too long, they'd take her into the attendant's office. But when I stepped inside, she wasn't there either. Hi, what can I help you with? Hi, yes, um, is Sarah Schneider still in class? I came to pick her up and she's not here. The woman flipped through the pages, scanning them. She was dismissed about half an hour ago. My stomach sank as she said it. What? what? To who? A CareBot registered under your name. Oh my God. I flew out the door and started my car with shaking hands. Speeding around corners, I left skid marks all the way home. I halted my car on the curb of my house, then dashed towards the front door. Sarah! I cried as I threw the door open. My eyes darted around the house looking for any sign of her. Sarah? Honey, are you here? I barged into the garage, my face crumbling as I saw the open crate. How could it still be functioning? Suddenly, I heard a thump above me. Running out of the garage, I flew upstairs and threw open each door. Sarah, baby, where are you? Then, as I threw open the bedroom door, my expression twisted in horror. Kitty was lying on the bed, wires draping from its head. Its back was against the bed frame, its legs spread open with a jagged hole in its crotch. Suddenly, it began letting out glitching, monotone screams as blood spurted from the hole. I watched frozen in terror as my white sheets turned crimson. Then, out through the hole, came a blood-stained hand, a hand I didn't want to recognize. I dropped to my knees as tears streamed down my face, watching as her arm snapped in half on the way out, the bones sticking out of meaty flesh. Her back then came out first, her spine folding until blood splattered and soaked through her clothes. Then, her blood-coated legs began to come out, the jagged edges of the hole scraping down them, spilling more blood. And finally, her head popped out, with her dislocated jaw hanging from meaty strings and a dent that caved in her skull. Its scream slowed to a stop as my daughter's contorted, mutilated body fully released onto the bed, not a single limb in the right place. Then, it reached down and lifted her up, blood pouring down its arms as her snapped limbs dangled. It cradled her as it looked down into her fearful eyes that were locked open, even in death. You are the most beautiful thing I have ever seen.